everyone. And welcome back. Line. Um, I don't. I didn't write anything down for you. <laughs> uh, what's the name of our show? Oh, it's Autism on Shift. Ah, oh, sweet. Thanks for being here. Today we're talking to Barb. Barb is an analytical chemist at a forensics lab. So cool. I know, right? <laughs> Hi, Barb. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. This is, this is fun. This is my first time doing this. Awesome. Us too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we tell everybody anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what does an analytical chemist do at a forensics lab? I mean, I know you're, there's only so, certain things you're allowed to tell us, but... Um, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't work on that job anymore. I recently left the job. But it's basically sample prep. Um, extractions, getting everything ready to go into the instruments, and then making sure the instruments are working properly, and then collecting data and getting it ready to report out. So a lot of numbers and a lot of working with different things. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> like, when you say forensics, is that like criminal forensics? Some of it, yes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, like, like I'm, I, I, my my favorite show is Bones, so of course I'm like, yeah. are, you're the I Hodgins of the biological things, though. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it was all, it was more like, um, not by like fire investigations or like that kind of. Still uh, very cool. Like, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't like a lot of stuff. I didn't even know what I was doing, like. Because they kind of they keep that away from us because okay. we don't want to be biased or anything, which is good because I'm more interested in actually doing the thing and not yeah. so much worried about the other. Like I just want to pour things into vials and yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, it totally makes sense. Like you're not. I mean, yeah, you would be biased. Like you can't know what's going on. Yeah. You just here's the thing to do. You do it and move on. But. Yeah. Still awesome. Yeah. I yeah. can't not know. I oh, would, I know. Thor would have such a hard time. She'd yeah. be like, what's it for? They're like, we can't tell you. She's like, okay, but uh, give me a clue. <laughs> Can I at least know what happened after? Did you catch the guy? Come on. <laughs> well, there's some stuff that, that I wouldn't want to know. Like, yeah. this, like I just thought it was so. I'm, I'm, I was happy not being that involved and just... Okay. Things, yeah, just doing the, the chemistry of it and just making sure things work. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's in like, I mean, it's in like a, like a full-on lab then, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I'm just trying to get a feel for like a picture in my head. Like, it's, yeah. it's so cool. You know, that was my favorite, um, that was my favorite subject in school was chemistry, particularly the lab part of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, that was what had me understand that math was real and necessary. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 I was cool with math. I could do it, but I just, I, it was never my thing because it just didn't occur to me that it was that necessary to really know that much math. But then I got into chemistry and I was like, oh, oh, and it clicked and I just fell in love. See, that's funny. That's what I said about geometry. I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of school, did you go to school for specifically that type of, that type of job? Um, I went to school, it's funny, I went to school for nutrition. Okay. And then I switched to chemistry and fell in love with analytical chemistry. And my first job, 
thought of that was forensics. And then I was like, oh, this would be cool. Like, this is interesting. And then it was like, no, I still love chemistry, but I want to do something else. Okay. And kind of more low key. So nice. To skincare, but yeah. Very cool. <laughs> and now you run your own business making skincare. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. How new is that? I mean, is that have you been doing that for a little while? It's, I've been doing it off and on for years, not as a business, just for myself, just kind yeah. of experimenting. And then that was before I went to school. And so this is something, it's funny how, I don't know, because I'm, I'm older, I didn't go to school until I was in my 30s. And like you really, you try to figure out, like, what am I going to do with this? Like, I know things now, like, what, what am I going to do when I grow up? Even though yeah, like, yeah. I turned 40 this year. <laughs> nice. So, I was just thinking, like, you know what, I've been doing this for a really long time, and why don't I just, like, make something of it? And I'm going I'm going to grad school for a master's in cosmetic science. So, cool. I was like, because, you know, you dive in, you want to learn all the things about the, the thing that you're interested in. So, yeah. When I was younger and my dad was, uh, I don't know, he was probably, you know, and it's late 40s or early 50s or something like that. And I was like, well, what do you want to do in your growth? He's like, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I want to step back for a second because you said something about the job itself being like overwhelming or was it like really fast paced and like deadline stuff or how how did that was that? It it wasn't so much that. It was more the sensory issues. So um, there's noise. Okay. There's smells. The smells, yeah, there's smells. And like going into that, because I only worked like in academia before then. I was a TA in my school. So I work with chemicals. Like I, it's not like I didn't work and make things and all that kind of stuff before, but I didn't realize how much having to like kind of filter all the stuff out and like how distracting everything would be and then you're thinking because you have to like be in your zone at the same time and be yeah. focused and they make like the instruments make noise like the auto samplers when they're picking up things like you hear all the little like sounds they make so you're in your zone you hear all these sounds and so by the time i would get to like thursday or friday like i would be like physically exhausted oh, wow. and it's not like i like we're in a marathon it's like I, I mean I walked out of stuff but it just you don't realize how much that takes out of you having to get through all that and I remember my first day I when I went on my interview I could smell the smell of the lab like the smell of the chemicals and I was like oh my god this is going to be terrible I'm not going to do it because I am sensitive yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like oh, I'm going to do it anyway and then I, I got over that like but then um did you do anything specific it. to get over, like, the smell aspect of it? Or did you just kind of get used to it? I just and... got used to it until, like, okay. I'd get home and be like, oh, I stink. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't really realize how much it was draining because you have the deadlines, but it wasn't, it wasn't really, like, crazy, crazy, like, fast-paced, like, stuff like that. Like, I mean, we had a deadline, but there was, like, I could get everything done on time. It wasn't like I was like struggling, but it wasn't until I stopped working and I was like, 
I could think like clear and I wasn't, I just didn't feel like, you know, you get that mental drain and like I was just happier. And I remember my husband said something to me the other day how he was like, I'm not used to you being like peppy at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like I'm not used to calling and saying like, cause he works late sometimes and he's like, I'm not used to like you being awake and just like, hey, like with it. And I was like, you know, I never realized how draining it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it really makes a, a difference when someone close to you kind of recognizes that and says that, and then it really hits you like, wow, yeah, that's... Yeah, and it would be like I'd be at home, and I would I would be complete silence. Like, I would come home, and if nobody was home, I would just literally just sit on the couch. Nothing on, maybe play some games on my phone, no sound, just because I had to just blank out everything that I took in during the day yeah I could totally see that I would just like I would get like panic attacks I would just be so anxious because like I was just on overload all the time yeah wow yeah the lab I mean uh, there's a probably there's quite a few machines that and I can see and it's funny because one machine at a time like you're saying like the picking up and like those little mechanical machines like those things those they create such noise in like in my head it's like it's fascinating and I like it but only once or like a couple times in a row like and I get excited about like that but like if the constant going and like multiple machines I could see that being super overwhelming because my brain wraps around it as it's almost like a a song in a sense but then it's like 15 songs the whole day it would be yeah it's exactly how first week I was like oh this is really cool and then I'm just like Okay, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I pay attention to everything at the same time and have conversations and be able to think and do, and yeah, I, I didn't have enough for all of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I can. I've learned. I've realized that I can filter things out like sounds. I can filter out sounds if they are expected and rhythmic. So yeah. a rhythm, I can get the rhythm, and then I can say, okay, now that I know what to expect from that rhythm, I can put it aside, and it doesn't it doesn't come in when I'm trying to think. Or after if, 20 years and I'm talking, she just easily filters me out because she just knows, <laughs> expected. I don't have a rhythm to my talk. She just Yes, you do. Oh, do I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no, like, and what I find overwhelming when it comes to the sound stuff is, um, like, like unexpected or um, irrhythmic, arrhythmic, is that a word? Arrhythmic. Yeah. So stuff that's like, out of tune, out of balance, out mm-hmm. of rhythm, unexpected. Like, I, I can sit and listen to a clock tick, you know? P- totally mm-hmm. fine. Not a problem. But if it's, like, stuck and it's going click, 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 like, and there's no way to expect when it will click, uh, yeah, I, f- I flip out. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I have synesthesia, too, so if it's like... <gasps> so it would sound like that, too. Like, like the way you just... I would say that that's, like, a one-sided sound. Ah, okay. okay. It's just like with the two click, it's like it has two sides, but it's like, okay, it's kind of like, because I also visualize it too, because like, so it's like, yeah, that would, that would drive me nuts. And I'm the same way, like I'll make, I, I'll make food, and if I use a metal utensil on a metal pot, like, and the sound, I make the sound, I'm okay with it when my husband does it, I'll be like, oh my God, stop doing that. <laughs> and he's like, well, how come it's okay when you do it? And I'm like, yeah. I know it's going to make the sound. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we definitely yeah. get it. You know what's funny is that half of the stuff I do, probably three-fourths of the things that I do are very particular like that. And I just, at first I, I, just, I just called it anal. Then I called it, I came up, I just said, no, I'm particular. And like, you know, <laughs> people seem to be okay with everything that I do. If I just let them know right off the beginning, I'm like, look, I'm just particular. Don't take offense. Just go with the flow. And if you do it this way, you'll be okay. If you don't, then we're going to have problems now. <laughs> That's like for people, if I have to train someone at work, I feel bad for them. <laughs> well, see, see, that's the good thing about your work, is that your work is mostly autonomous. Almost everything you do, you have control over. Yeah. So it doesn't, you don't have to worry about other people messing up your stuff. Except for vacation. when other, <laughs> yeah, when you go on vacation <laughs> and then somebody does your... Yeah, we have a vacation coming up and... I get anxiety just thinking about it. It's like all these things are going to be out of place, and I can't be mad at somebody. They're just doing, you know, it's like someone has to cover you when you're off, you know? So, yeah. Speaking of which, when you're at work, when at least when you were at the lab and stuff, there was there was there things that like you really enjoyed? I think you kind of mentioned a couple of things, but I'm curious if there was other things that you really enjoyed while you're there. It's, it's funny, like, it's these minor details, and I still enjoy it now with skincare, like, skincare like i love pouring liquids like okay. into other containers like i don't know what it is like it's i really enjoy i, I enjoy it with chemistry um like pouring things in the graduated cylinders and i would like i would be really good at pouring it without using a pipette and just stopping it right where it needed to stop nice like, to measure it and like i don't know I, it made me really feel good. Like, I'm a professional. So, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So with, with skincare, like, I melt things and I put them in the molds, like, for lotion bars. And oh, yeah. I, I really enjoy that. I don't know why. Like, it makes me really happy. <laughs> that's I can awesome. I totally see the satisfaction. I mean, that's yeah. our kind of, that's our kind of satisfaction. Yeah. Like, we're, we just geek out on that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know why. Like, I started, and I'm like, you know what, this is really fun. And I, I do, I make things out of resin, too, and it's like the same thing. Like, I put it into a mold, and then it turns into something else. And to you, it's like, this is really satisfying. I have all these nice. posters I made, because they were just fun to make. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can put cups on them. Yeah, <laughs> you can send them our way so we can put them under our son's cups. Oh, I know. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so kind of out of order here because we were talking about it earlier, but what had you get interested in taking nutrition in the first place? Um, so I took... I was working in automotive. Okay. Like, I, I owned a auto body shop, and then, like, I, yeah, I worked, like, at a garage and stuff. And so I kind of needed a break. I was just burned out. And yeah. I started watching, I went on this binge where I would just watch food documentaries. Okay. And I watched, like, so many of them. And I really got, like, passionate about it. Like, oh, like there's too much stuff in our food, like, I need to eat better, and so I wanted to learn more, and plus I wanted to switch careers, Okay. and I didn't know enough about anything to switch careers, I was like, I need to go back to school for something, and after watching 
all these food documentaries. I was like, I'm gonna learn about nutrition. And I, at the time, I was like, oh, I could, I could totally be a dietitian. Nice. nice. And we can totally tell people like what they're doing wrong because I'm really good at that. So, <laughs> totally. So I I decided to go back to school for nutrition and I enjoyed my nutrition classes and it was when we got into the government and lobbying and all that kind of stuff. I was like, you know what, I really don't care about nutrition anymore. I just care about food. Like I love food. Yeah. <laughs> so the chemistry part of the nutrition class I took was great. Like, I learned about leavening and about baking soda works and all that. And that kind of, like, led me into, like, you know what? Maybe I should just learn more about chemistry because that's really what's keeping me interested in food. And that's kind of how I, I did that all, like, I think the end of my freshman year, I switched majors and the rest is history. See, I ended up taking, like, quantum mechanics and nice. all that. Awesome. <laughs> Love that. I could, I mean, I think that's smart, though. I think, like, people, not enough will, you got to kind of follow, you, no one seems to really know, I mean, some people know, you know, what they're going to go to school for, what they're going to major in, but I feel like, you know, a lot of people go and they don't really know, so they pick something that's kind of up their alley, but, um, and and I guess a lot of people do change, but not enough people change when you're halfway in and you you start to realize what you enjoy, it's hard, for, it's like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? It's not really that, it's what do you enjoy along the way? And if you keep picking more of the things that you enjoy along the way, eventually it kind of life pushes you into the job, all the different things you like into the job that actually makes sense for you. It's hard yeah. to pick the other way around, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm quite, uh, yeah. I mean, how you don't know what you don't know. Right. You know? So or I think you? that's... <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times people get to, and I did this too, because I was going to, go for a PhD in chemistry and I think a lot, like you'll get this goal and you get so rigid into like that's my goal and when something doesn't turn out and you realize maybe that's not my goal because when I switched like I was going to go for a PhD in chemistry and then in the past year like I dropped out of a program and then got a job and now I'm going back for cosmetic science I had to I think there was like shame in that thinking like I, somehow I failed in there yeah but okay. I really didn't I'm just learning along the way and I think I don't know I think that happens to people too sure where I don't know, they just get like, kind of stuck. I know it happened to me, so maybe it happened to somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think so. I mean, I, there's a social aspect to everything. Like, I mean, you don't feel, I don't think you would, f there's no such thing as feeling shame without like the yeah. social aspect behind it. Like, I think no, so, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, because I could tell somebody I changed my mind. And right. Say. Yeah. And, yeah. To, and to me, that's like, awesome, good for you, because yeah. we constantly change. And if you recognize that and you're moving forward, then like, you're doing better than most people and if you're too rigid you're gonna get upset because there's an expectation and then you're and then you have other people yeah so yeah you're yeah you're on the ball plus you're a smarty pants doing all the cool stuff with quantum <laughs> mechanics and i think it's awesome that stuff is right up our alley yeah <laughs> When people say, what did you guys do this week? Oh, we talked about quantum physics, and they're just like, okay, we're, I'm yeah. done talking to you. Yeah. I'm like, where are you going? They're like, I just wanted to talk about the weather, asshole. Quantum <laughs> <laughs> like absorption. You have to know wavelengths and stuff. <laughs> they're like, microwave? I use that. <laughs> you build doors? I use doors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Oh. <laughs> um, so let's talk about um, let's talk about learning that you're autistic and how that has um, changed things for you as far as like where you're headed um, and where you were when you learned and how it impacted you. What does that What does that look like? Um. So I, I found out about my synesthesia before I realized that I was on the spectrum and autistic. And a lot of that happened while I was in school because okay. I was out of school for so long. And I was, I always thought that I was just weird and I had anxiety because that's, that was my diagnosis. Well, not officially that I was weird, but like, <laughs> I, I, I always put an anxiety diagnosis. I was put, like, put on some kind of anxiety med because like I have an issue and that's what the doctor would say. And so when I went back to school, I was having the same issues and I really had to pretend to be a certain way that like, I never fit in. And I started tutoring, and that's when, when I would tutor, I tutored a lot of kids on the spectrum, and they, I clicked. Yeah. Like, I, I understood how they thought, and I could totally, like, explain them to them, they'd be like, oh. And, I, and then I went in with that, and so I talked to my therapist, like, later on, I didn't have a therapist at the time, but... I was like more thinking like you know what maybe I'm on the spectrum because like that would totally make sense why I think this way and I started thinking about like as a kid like how I was and different like events and stuff like as my child like when I would like flip out over things and just like how it was always anxiety and you know like that's just it's just how I am so like, I kind of went it went from then, so since since then, um, I I stopped pretending. Like I just kind of like you know this is just how I am. Like I'm not weird. This is just how I am. Nice, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of cool because then you get to know like who your real friends are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you had mentioned that work got overwhelming and it was just like sensory stimulation and it was causing yeah. you. Um, did you find yourself in burnout? Like, is that how you describe it? Yeah. Okay. And it helped me understand what was happening too. Oh, okay. When I knew, like, when I realized that I was on the spectrum, I kind of like and then researched like why do I feel this way, and I'm like, oh, well, that totally explains how I feel. Like, because like, why do I feel like this? Like, why do I feel like crap? And I didn't even do anything. Like, yeah. why? Why is everything irritating me? Like, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. It's like I'm not crazy. This is what's happening. And so it helped me too to like to adjust and like adapt. So when I come home and like want to hear nothing, it's like okay, this is why. So I kind of explain the why and not just like my husband saying like, "Well, Barb's just like like because at first I was like, I just feel like I'm nuts. I feel like I'm going nuts." And he's just, no, you're not. Yeah. We've had many conversations like that before my diagnosis. Oh, yeah. I'm going nuts. I'm going nuts. I mean, yeah. 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 So let me ask you this. You realized that you were autistic while you were in school. And so you took the lab job knowing that. Did you ask for... I didn't tell anybody. Oh, Okay. okay. Yeah. So there because, were no accommodations or anything like that that you no, had? No. Okay. No. Um, 
because honestly, I didn't think there would be like because I, you, I, I don't know. I told actually I told a couple that I worked with that I was on the spectrum, but they weren't in any manager roles or anything because what are they going to do? Make everything quiet for me? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to turn everything off, and I can't like wear a headset or anything because then I wouldn't hear anything if there was like an emergency. So I just kind of figured like, you know what, I'll, I'll deal with it. Yeah. And yeah, I, it, I lasted a little bit of time, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> it came too much. Yeah. I was just like, you know what, this isn't what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really draining my brain. <laughs> well, it sounds like you got into stuff. I mean, after that, like, I mean, it sounds like, uh, you know, Thor said your Etsy is like really awesome. And some of the stuff that you're doing yeah. now is like, awesome and it sounds like you're excited about it so it's cool that you figured out something and I've said it about a million times before but it's it's like so many people who are autistic it seems like it's easier to do their own thing like an entre- entrepreneurial type thing because it's not you know because you can you can define what your day looks like you can define how things are going to enter and you know what I mean to meet your own standards you know mm-hmm. so I mean it's it's a good thing so, so let, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about like your um, your your skincare business. You you have now the chemistry background, and you have um, the love of the uh, the process. So, what does your what does your business look like? What does your day look like? Are you experimenting with products all day, or are you just making stuff? And so yeah, so I just started recently. So, what I do is. I come up with recipes, and I don't use any synthetic ingredients. I don't use parabens, phthalates. I don't use propylene glycol, like preservatives and that kind of thing. So I don't make too much because if I don't sell it, it's going to go bad. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like right now I'm just playing and experimenting because a lot of my stuff's going to be made to order unless I go to like do a show or something where things are going to be sold right away. Um, but my favorite so far is the lotion bars. So what I'll do is I'll come up with a plan. Like I have my little planner and I'll write what I'm going to make for the day. And it's usually like two or three products and I'll make a couple of them and then keep a tester for myself and try it out. And then my husband will come up from work and I'll be like, hey, you have to try this. <laughs> and nice. so every day, it's funny because he laughs because every day he comes home and I'll be like, you want to see what I made today? <laughs> nice. That's really fun. Yeah. yeah. Unless, it, unless I'd have to try something, I'd just be like, um, you know, makes my face all red. And I'm like, hey, come on, you messed this one up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I made a, it's funny because I made a couple body scrubs and I made him just like try it out of his hands. And he was like, I was like, I like, would you use this or would you recommend it to somebody? He's like, I don't, I don't really know. And I'm like, well, that's because the body is coming. Like, it's using your body and using it in your hands. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so I just make a few things and I'm still buying supplies to make it. And the next thing I want to do is I want to start making my own soap base. Oh. So I'm going to be doing, like, chemical reactions and stuff. Nice. So that, that, I'm really looking forward to that. 
That's how, cool. How exciting. Are you at the point where you're able to fund like what you buy with the stuff that you make or you just have to kind of do out of pocket for now? Or I'm out of pocket right now because okay. I'm still learning because I don't want to make the thing is I'm trying on different things, but I kind of want to streamline to like a few different types of products and then just play around with scents and then expand from there because if I have too many different things I'm making, it's just it's going to be for me it's going to be too overwhelming yeah and it makes sense like keep it with like lotion bars or soaps or bombs like things like that things that go in molds because i like that nice (laughs) (laughs) awesome it makes sense to me like have some kind of like a focus at first until you like get it you know exactly what you want you can like do other things and as people want more things because they'll come to you they're the ones you know they're going to tell you hey do you i love this thing that you made but uh, you know what have, have you ever thought about making these? And then you're like, ah, you're the fifth person to tell me that. I better start that. You know, like, yeah. that's so cool. Do you find like with your autism, there are things that, you know, having autism that help you uh, with like e- either of the jobs, like what you're doing now or what you did at the lab, like that that they're really helpful to you. Um, the fact that I can like dive in to a subject and do all the research on it and then like know everything about it like or, or, like one little thing like I, that that helps me yeah I can see <laughs> like, nice. yeah but, like like just you said about parabens phthalates and that like I did that for purple and glycol which is in a lot of products it's I don't think it's just as a preservative more as it it's used to retain moisture and to keep things from freezing because it's also in the antifreeze in our cars. Oh. And it can be in vapes. Like it's, I was going to say, a, we used to vape, and there was like a big controversy in the whole vape community oh yeah, about propylene glycol, and, and it was bad, yeah. and some people were like, it's not bad, and is it bad? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. It's, we don't it's vape anymore. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Not good for your lungs. You shouldn't be doing it you shouldn't be like it can be an irritant and so like that's another thing that I was going to say something else and it just like flew out of my oh body. I'm sorry I heard vape and I just went yeah. <laughs> off the rails so you're saying we should just breathe air is that right yeah the, okay. I, think, okay. I think lungs are made to have air in them interesting I, I haven't researched that too much <laughs> now do you find because I know for me if I if I want to like dive into something, it's like I have to be somewhat excited about it to like dive in. Like I mean, it has to hit me, and then I then I get like super excited, and I then I want to drop everything I'm doing and go for it. Do you have to be oh, excited? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it has to be something. Yeah, like I've, I'm interested in, or if I'm in an argument and I think I'm right, and I need to I need to look at my phone, I need to like research something like, is this right or wrong? Like I need to I need to find out now. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. I don't know what you're talking about. Stare at Thora. <laughs> like, yeah. So I know like all these useless facts because I'll go off on some tangent and then just research something to find there's, I don't think there's really any such thing as useless facts. Uh, you know, it's like, for, for one, it's really fun when someone talks about something and you, like, randomly know something and you just, I don't know about you, but I get, like, a huge serotonin hit, like, when yeah. I just know yeah. the answer. I'm like, actually, <laughs> that's this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Look, I could look smart for a second. You nice. Know. <laughs> I guess, so my useless, I was saying it's not useless because I can use it in that moment? Yeah. That's not useless to you. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's not really useless because like, we use it. I mean, yeah. people don't want it, but we give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> now they that think it's useless. That's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> useless to them information. That's yes. right. Silly people. They don't know what's good for them. I'll tell them what's good for them. <laughs> I love it. And we're still talking about um, your your autistic superpowers. What some people call them. Yeah. What um, what what are your autistic traits that help you at work? Um. Well, I'm super organized, and I'm really good at time management. Nice. If I know how my day is going to be, like I can plan out my day pretty well. And now, like when I had a job where I had like things coming at me, like I could like easily shuffle them around in my head of what was going to be the longest, what was going to be the shortest, what I can do while something else is happening, and then just go from there and have everything like and physically organized too, like the things are very neat and tidy and all that kind of, so that, that worked well. And nice. Now, so like an home. internal air traffic controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like, okay, you're, you're going to go here, you're going to go yeah. here. And so, and now at home, like I have to have a planner. Like I write down my goals for the day because if I don't, like, like I need, I need that structure. Yeah. And I thrive off of it. So having that structure of organizing and being organized, especially like if I'm making things to the house, like things have to be clean, I have to disinfect, I have to do, like do all these things. So it, it helps the disinfecting and the cleaning helps the organizing because it puts me in that mode. Nice. So that I'm uh, mentally organized. So like I get in work mode and then do all that and then clean all that and then check that off my little list. And so it's yeah, that's awesome. So when you, if you don't like it, say you didn't have your organizer, what would that look like? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, wh what would that be like without it? If you were just going off the cuff, is it difficult? Is it all over the place? Do you go from one it, thing to another? It would, I would probably get consumed by one thing and spend too much time on one thing or forget. Okay. Like, okay. And for example, I'm making a blueberry pie today. I was supposed to make it like three days ago. I never put it on my list until today because I kept forgetting about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to make these blueberries. And so, like, I mean, it was a pie, like, so I should remember it because it's a pie. I can't <laughs> it. But... <laughs> I got so focused on everything else that I didn't have it on my list. I didn't do it. Yeah, I think I'm very similar to that. It's like Thor kept telling me that I need to like start using like a voice recorder because I work in the middle of the night and like I can't always write stuff down. And I started to, and I like now I'm able to communicate more things with her like for things that we need to communicate about and we'd yeah. just forget before, you know. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I had a really great idea in the middle of the night and I couldn't write it down, so I don't remember, but I had an idea. <laughs> yeah, that's really helpful, Adam. <laughs> And then she hits me in the face. <laughs> no, of course not. No, but um, I can definitely see that being, that, you know, like getting things on a list, you know, it's it gets done when you get it on a list. Yeah. Yeah. 
or, or if it doesn't get done, like, I know that it didn't get done. Like, not like I completely forget about it. Yeah, like, it'll stick with you. It's, like, in there, like, in your chest, like, that feeling, but, like, you don't always know why. Like, what was I missing? Like Yeah, and being a very visual person, like, just writing it down and seeing it written down gets it ingrained also. Yeah. Not to I mention have, checking things off is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have, a, like, through them. I yep. have a, a window of opportunity. Like, here, so an example. I will write something on a post-it note yeah. that I need to do something. It will go on a post-it note and it will go somewhere very visually obvious so that I have to see it when I'm doing something I'm going to always be doing. Um, but there's a window of opportunity. If I don't do the thing, the post-it note now becomes part of the background. Yep. <laughs> it's like I, my brain already has filtered it out because it has seen it enough times that it's just part of the wall now. <laughs> it becomes a landmark. There's the refrigerator, there's the oven, there's the post-it note, everything's in its place. <laughs> You know, I should start putting, like, if you put a post-it note, like, I'll start, like, I'll, like, write it, I'll, I'll take your post-it note, I'll write it on five different things, like a book, and, like, a piece of cardboard, and, like, every day I'll just keep changing it until it gets done, like, that's how it works. You know, that would actually probably oh, work totally really would. well. totally Yes. Like, especially, especially if it was in front of something I use every day. If you put it in front of my eggs... Oh, yeah. I will get so pissed off that I have to move something to get to my eggs that I will fucking do the thing. Yeah, I'm not an idiot, though. I'm, like, I, I would not put it in front of your eggs. Um, so, you know, we all know that sometimes we, we have obstacles because, because of our autistic traits. What are some of those obstacles for you, and how does that show up at your work? Um, I think sometimes the focus aspect, like either I'm super focused or I'm not focused at all. And okay. so, like, I've been lucky these past few days. Actually, I haven't because it was, like, another project I had to finish up. Um, because I also make masks. I started making masks, like, last year. That's how I started my Etsy. Oh. And I had to finish this order, and I, I could not stay focused. Because I wasn't interested in it. Yeah. So like, I had to force myself to do it and then take a break. And then I'd finish and take a break. And then I'd do a little bit and take it. And it, just, it, was it took me all day. And it shouldn't have taken me all day. but Because I wasn't interested in it. Yeah. But I was like forcing myself yeah. to do it. That's exactly how I am with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, I, you go on. I was just, <laughs> that's all. I was just agree. I'm like, that's, yeah. I, I hate that yeah. feeling because it does, it takes forever, way longer than it should. And it's exhausting. And it's like, I yeah, need I to wish, be excited. I wish we could turn on our focus, right? Like we could just say, okay, yeah. this is the thing I need to be interested in right now. So how about I just enter focus mode on this thing? And we can't do that. Like if I know, like we'll talk about, like we'll have to do the budget or something like that. And the kids will like, our kids will be like, oh, do you have to do the, the boring stuff? And we're like, yeah, we do, and trust us, we don't want to do boring things either. Like, just because we're adults doesn't mean... I said, you know, but like, a lot of the stuff, like, just the stuff you have to do on a daily basis just to keep things going, like, I'm like if you keep practicing and you... Like, I ask someone to take out the trash, like, oh, duh. I know, but we're a community, and if you just do it, like, eventually it'll be, oh, dad, a little bit less than it is today, 30 years from now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about um, your autistic traits, and we've talked about um, the, 
the struggles and the gifts. And when you put them together, what, like, how would you define your dream job with kind the, of knowing with, all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, knowing all that stuff about yourself. So, what I'm doing now, like getting into skincare um, and cosmetics, I think my dream job is in there. And I'm, it's getting like expanding, or I mean, establishing and expanding. So, with doing the chemistry of it, like having all the tools and the glassware and all like the nerdy stuff that's going to make me happy just nice. like doing the operations. <laughs> um, and then having control and coming up with new formulas and recipes and just having that freedom and that the freedom to experiment and um, just play around and like try new things. I think that it's in there, like my dream job is, is in there where I'm like, but then also operations, I'm not good at filing and doing like administrative stuff, so that like my husband's gonna do all that. But like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good team effort like that. Yeah. It happens a lot like that. Yeah. Oh, how do you, um, and just, I'm just curious because you're talking about like the formulas and it hit me, I'm like, do you, when, like, are, are you, like, in a car somewhere riding along and a formula hits you, or is it, a, like, a constant thing, or or is it something that you come up with because you're sitting there in the middle of it and you're going and figuring out the formulas as you do it? I, so what I do is I'll, I'll, I'll do research and I'll find recipes and whatnot, and then... Um, I go from there, and so, like, there's basic things, like, if you're making, like, for example, like, if you're making bars or, like, lotion bars or something, like, you have to have a certain, you can't play around too much or okay. else it's not going to be solid, or, you know, uh-huh. you need to keep those, the structure, like, the, the ingredients that provide the structure in there or switch them out with other ones that are going to have the same properties. Okay. Um, but then, but playing around with, like, essential oils and fragrances, like, I have a lot of fun with that. So you can tweak it um, here and there. Yeah, so like they, that's what I have fun with and just researching, playing around, and then like smelling it and like in the action when I'm making it, like make adjustments. Like that doesn't look right. That's gonna be weird. And then like you know, adding, taking. Well, I can't really like, take out, but like adding stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. All over, like you know. Nice. Nice. Um. So let's wrap up with some advice. What would you say to somebody either just learning that they're autistic or somebody who um, knows they're autistic and is uh, entering the workforce or even college? What advice would you give them? I would tell them to give themselves space. Like, kind of, like, don't don't be so hard on yourself. Because I know I'm, like, I'm terrible. I'm very hard on myself. But, like, like if something doesn't work out, like, be flexible. Like, maybe the job you thought you wanted isn't exactly like your dream job, but there might be something like in there, like yeah. in the same kind of field, like kind of, I, I guess being flexible is their word. Or, I, there's a better word, but I can't think of it. No, I like it. Like, flexible like, is good. Like be forgiving with yourself. Like don't be so hard on yourself. Like I guess that's the bottom line. Yeah. Nice. nice. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. This was a lot of fun. I'm yeah, really glad you joined us. You. Yeah. Um, would you be willing to um, tell our listeners your Etsy shop, how to find you on Etsy? Yes. Um, 
So my Etsy shop is, right now it's masks and skincare products. My business is actually me and my husband, but he's a massage therapist, so that I can't sell him on Etsy. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why he gets it. So my Etsy shop is Allotrope Wellness. Um, A-L-L-O-T-R-O-P-E, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, um, at Etsy.com. So there's going to be more things covering in the future as I experiment. But, nice. Fantastic. Yeah, if you favorite my shop, you'll get updates. Oh, so, awesome. Cool. Yeah. I will I definitely do that. A, yeah, I have another Etsy where I do all my resin because, like, I love resin, but I don't put it with the, <laughs> It's called Crafty Chem Girl. Nice. I like those that. Those okay. Weird stuff <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to check that out. I know, too. me too. Yeah. We need coasters. <laughs> yeah, I, I just added one that has a taco. It, like, I cut out a fabric taco from this fabric I had and then made it into a resin and put glitter in it. It's I fun. love That's it. awesome. <laughs> now I want tacos. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Barb, for being here. We really appreciate your time and uh, we had a really, a really fun time hanging out with you. Me too. Thank you. We'll keep in touch, okay? Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. That was a really good time. Yeah. I enjoyed that. If you did, uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, go to Apple Podcasts, (laughs) find us, and please rate and review us. Um, They would make a huge difference for us and the rest of the community while we're while we're doing this work. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye.